You know, we were talking about Nashville SC yesterday, uh, what, the She Believes Cup 2023. Uh, U.S. national team won to nothing over Japan. Mallory Swanson, the the wife of uh, Dansby Swanson, who plays what she plays, what the... um, uh, the women's uh, pro Chicago, team. Chicago uh, Pride, maybe? I, yeah. I can't remember all the time. Well, I'll put you on the spot for a bunch of things today, Hannah. Uh, Teresa M. Walker with us, Associated Press, every Monday morning. Of course, uh, let you know JB is out. I'll be back in on Wednesday, a couple days off. Teresa, good morning. How you doing? I am good. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, and uh, it's the Orlando Pride. I don't know what Chicago's team is, but uh, it is not the Pride. I think they're the Red Chicago Red Stars in the NWSL. All right. Well, and and Dansby, a, a Cub. I, I hate that. You know why? Because you're a Brewers fan. Well, no, and, and I, I like Dansby. Well, I'm a Cubs fan, and I watched him play for the Vandy Boys. I, I know that there are many Vandy uh, Atlanta Braves fans that are still mourning uh, his uh, decision to go sign with the Chicago Cubs, but uh, – you know, he, he also married uh, Mallory Pugh in December, and she is lighting it up for the uh, U.S. women's national team. I mean, she matched Megan Rapino yesterday uh, for most goals scored by any player in the She Believes Cup. You know, and now it's an annual event that hadn't been going on that many years. But, uh, you know, when you can match Megan Rapino and anything, and, and Megan Rapino uh, after the match, you know, said she's, She's uh, playing like one of the best players in the world right now. And, you know, if you watched her on uh, that breakaway, finishing using her speed and, and, and juggling that ball a couple times in the air to stay, con- and stay in control of it and then score, uh, it was an impressive moment against the team that was being – they were you know, the Japanese, they know how to play defense, and they were actually attacking an awful lot, kept the Americans on their heels a bit. And spent an awful lot of time in front of the American uh, offensive, you know, the net. Uh, Mallory Swanson was the big difference yesterday, and then Casey Murphy with big saves late. A big crowd at Geodis Park yesterday, Greg, uh, and lots of great reviews for the facility that Nashville SC has, uh, you know, brought to town. Yeah, and of course they open up uh, the season this coming Saturday. Hard to believe, right? I mean that that's their season's about as long as any, right? I don't know any many longer. Uh, but with that, they're like NASCAR; they go so long. Yeah, uh, and of course uh, NASCAR underway yesterday with the Daytona 500 as well. Teresa Walker, uh, the Associated Press, with us as well. Uh, it's it's funny in sports how quickly the narrative can change on things. Vanderbilt basketball, what about two and a half weeks ago, just gets what humiliated Bumped. uh yeah <laughs> any 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 uh adverb you want to have beaten, yeah, yeah. humiliated uh, yeah. is a good one uh, there you go uh against alabama now they're one one five in a row since uh over good teams uh on on top of that it, you know the the anchors of those early non-conferences losses they won't i don't think their nets in the 80s and i don't think they can even they'll have even the ones these four remaining games i don't think they've got enough they're all winnable quite frankly uh, even at kentucky but they're just not the quality enough wins i think of the last four to bump them up to the bubble but the narrative has changed on this basketball team certainly with robbins healthy and now with stackhouse it just looks like he's a total in control of, of what's going on over there well, absolutely, and, and and here's the thing: uh, the projections I saw last night, you know, SEC getting eight teams in. Uh, yes, that Grambling State loss is something that's going to, you know, it, it's a black mark on the resume. 
But the way they keep improving, the way they keep winning, and if Lee and Robbins can stay on the court through the rest of the season, if they can make a, you know, if they can finish off, continue playing well and finish off strong, I mean, right now they're 15 and 12, but they're, you know, more importantly, they're 8 and 6 in conference. So they're ahead of Arkansas. Uh, you know, a team that I think a lot of people thought was going to be an NCAA tournament team. Missouri started off so well, they're ahead of them. Uh, they just beat Auburn, uh, you know, and now they've got a good test at going to Rupp. But, uh, you know, if they can finish strong and win a game or two at the SEC tournament, Greg, I'm not going to dismiss their chances out of hand of making the, you know, getting an NCAA berth. Because if you're giving the SEC eight uh, uh, spots, well, you know, do you put an Arkansas in ahead of Vanderbilt? Do you put Missouri in ahead of Vanderbilt? I mean, you know, uh, they'll play Florida later this week, and, you know, they certainly have a chance to, you know, if you can finish above 500 in the SEC, that's the part of your resume that speaks strongest. And, you know, that's the one thing for all the – and Jerry Stackhouse has had his critics. So let's not be wrong about that. You know, but there were a lot of people saying why in the world did they give him an extension last fall – and he's showing why his teams get better as the season goes along. And they are playing their best basketball usually February and March. We saw them last year make a little run in the NI tournament, NIT tournament. Excuse me. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how they finish this off right now because, you know, they, they've taken advantage of getting two, you know, essential buzzer beaters against Tennessee and Auburn at, you know, getting recreating and, you know, reviving Memorial Magic that had been missing for a lot of seasons. If they can ride this out, then they'll have a, they'll have an argument. Uh, they may not make it. But they'll certain, they're certainly making themselves a part of the conversation. All right, let's just say three of four, okay? That would make them eight of nine uh, going into the tournament. They win one, that would make them nine of a ten. Then they lose a little other. So they would be nine and two in their last 11. That, that and you know, you know, and, and another win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and with some top-notch wins, certainly. Uh, and e- even with the head-to-head against Auburn, they're ahead of Auburn. They're fifth in the standings right now. Now, and that's and, and off that Wednesday night uh, death march that those teams get. Absolutely, and that's the thing. So, can they continue it? That's going to be the challenge. You know, they've got to go. Uh, if I'm remembering right, and I was at soccer over the weekend, yeah. but so give me a little. little I got. Bit of a break they got. Here. They got Florida, obviously, and then I, I had it down. I had it just up just a few minutes ago. So we've here, I, I've got it right here. Uh-huh. Uh, so yes, they. Uh, they go to LSU on Wednesday. No night. LSU, That's right? Yeah. Total winnable game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday they host uh, Florida. Right. Uh, you know the only game that's a big question mark is a week from Wednesday when they go to Rupp, and the way Kentucky has played this year, I mean, you, you would like to think you're going to lose in Rupp, but if you know, let, let's let's put it this way: I wasn't impressed with uh, uh, Kentucky when they came to Memorial. And if I'm remembering correctly, Liam Robbins missed that game with his injury. Uh, if he's available, he's become a double-double machine for, for Stackhouse. And, you know, they could they could go in there and maybe, you know, Rupp Arena this season has not been what it has been traditionally. So uh, they'll have a chance if they can play the way they can play. And, I mean, you know, the way they finished off the final 30 seconds against Tennessee here – you know, shows that, you know, they're paying attention to what 
you know, Jerry Stackhouse is coaching them to do, to be able to commit that many fouls and have a chance to win on a buzzer-beating three, I mean, when, you know, that that's a dunk that Julian Phillips and the Vols could end up regretting, you know, him not throwing down because that, that's, a, that's a loss that could come back to haunt Tennessee because they had that game in hand and, and it should have been a win and Vanderbilt took it from them. So the, the, the biggest lesson is this. You, if you're playing Vanderbilt, do not let them stick around because they won't quit. No matter how many shots they miss down the stretch, they will find a way to put themselves in position at the end to steal one. They, they stole one, you know, with the late bucket, you know, in the final second on Saturday against Auburn. And, you know, they, they, you, they just won't go away. Teresa Walker at Teresa Walker on Twitter, Associated Press. Teresa, Tennessee, uh, the big win over Alabama. Then they go to Kentucky, a desperate Kentucky team. Uh, but Tennessee, that first half was the worst fa- first half they played. I think they made only like, what, one of 11 shots to open. And then down by 20 at halftime, they did get within 13. Uh, and, and I know uh, Phillips was out and James. I think I said Key earlier, but Phillips was out. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think we all know what Tennessee's warts are. Maybe that one go-to offensive weapon that can carry you uh, on a 18 to 20 point, you know, game every night. But uh, I, I'm still Tennessee plays good defense. I don't Tennessee fans shouldn't be too alarmed right now. I just think they ran into a, a very desperate Kentucky team Saturday. Very desperate Kentucky team. I mean, let's not forget what you know what we were just saying. You know, Kentucky has lost at Rupp. Which they're really not used to doing, and this to is South very... Carolina, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And now the Vols go to A and M on Tuesday night. They've got then they host South Carolina on Saturday. Their toughest game will be their final game before the tournament at Auburn. Uh, and if they, you know, we saw that was a nice fight a couple of weeks ago in Thompson Bowling Arena, where neither team reached fifty points. So you know that's the kind of game that Tennessee absolutely is built to win. So, you know, Julian Phillips, you get, uh, you know, uh, JJ, uh, J, I, you know, I'm just, you know, Triple J, you know, get him back. You know, you, you want to be healthy going into March for sure. And if you can have them back, Tennessee goes into the SEC tournament, which starts here uh, in what, two, three weeks? I'm losing track now. Uh, but, two weeks, yeah, two weeks from Wednesday. Yep. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it'll be here before <laughs> we know it. Um, but they have a chance to do something that, you know, for Tennessee fans, Winning the SEC tournament was something that Tennessee just never did because they hadn't done it in 41 years until last year. So they come to Nashville in two weeks as the defending SEC tournament champ with a chance to win it. There's going to be a lot of orange and white in there. I mean, we're used to the blue mist descending, but the way Kentucky has played this year, I'm really curious to see if the Kentucky faithful believe or if they're a little skeptical sitting on their hands and decide not to spend their money uh, in Nashville as much this year, which gives Tennessee an opportunity to make it more of a home court feel. And if they can do that, can they take advantage of it? Uh, but you're right. They, they still have too many stretches where, uh, you know, one for 10 over 10 minutes, you know, they, they did that at Florida, you know, one shot or two shots in the first 10 minutes, one shot over 10 minutes. You cannot do that. In college basketball, you can't go that cold. I mean, you've got some big men. Get the ball in the paint. Go to the basket. Lay it up. You know, call me crazy, but layups, you should be able to break a cold spell by going inside. And this team, Greg, just when they're not getting some of the easier shots to fall, then they seem to panic. And that's the thing that I I think that has Tennessee fans so worried is it's like they know the defense is there. 
but the offense and their struggles at the free throw line are just kind of stunning at times. And, and you're like, surely somebody can step up and make a bucket, a bunny, and, and, and get them going again. But they, they, they panic sometimes too much on offense, and it spirals out of control almost. So they need to get that under control and, and, and calm down, you know, the, you know, Taylor, take some Taylor Swift advice, just, you know, calm down, shake it off. And, you know, just, you know, if they, if they can do that, if they can avoid cold spells, this is a team that can go to the final four. This is also a team that could be out in the first round of the NCAA tournament, you know, and, and that's what's got Tennessee fans so on their, the edge of their seat. Predators uh, Saturday, a 7-3 win over the Panthers, just a gut punch yesterday, down 3-1. to one. Yossi scores with under four, bringing it up to 3-2. to two. Then Niederreiter ties it up 47 seconds, and then looks like you're at least going to get the one point with it going to overtime. Former Pred Ryan Hartman on a, just a deflection with 20 seconds. Five games between now and the March 3rd trade deadline. The team has only won two regulation games since the All-Star break. Uh, it's it's getting close to sell mode for the uh, for Preds and GM David Poole, it looks. It, yes, it does. I mean, uh, I, it, you know, I'm looking at the standings right now, and, you know, what they were saying last week is like, well, wait, we've got some games in hand. Well, right now they've got two in hand on the second wild card, Minnesota. They just lost to them. You know, that was your opportunity to climb up in the standings, okay? And instead it was Minnesota that took advantage and, you know, you're, you've got three games in hand on the first wild card, Edmonton, but you are 10 points back of those Oilers. How are you going to make that up? With You know, right now you've got 54 games in. It's just tough to see them, uh, Greg. Honestly, I mean, you know, they made the playoffs last year and got swept with a handful of guys having career years, none of which have been replicated this year. Uh, you know, you, this season just seems like it's, you know, headed toward a, uh, you know, missing the playoffs. I think it'll be the first time since, what, 2014 uh, to miss the playoffs. And if I'm remembering correctly, that was the year that Barry Trotz's contract was not renewed. And I was at the news conference and David Poyle said, you know, if this happens, you know, this is now on me. I've got to get more offensive talent in here. And he did. You know, they got to the, you know, thanks to Pekka Rene, they made the run to the 2017 Cup Final. They won the President's Cup uh, trophy the next year. And, you know, that seventh game home uh, on their home ice loss to the Winnipeg Jets, it's been going downhill since then. And it just seems that, uh, you know, last year they were lucky to make the playoffs. And they did it by the skin of UC Saros' teeth, an incredible run that he had in net. It's just tough to see him, you know, he's been their bright spot. And yet they can't. They don't. They don't have enough offense. They're not putting the puck in the net nearly enough. They're not playing consistently enough. They're not protecting leads when they do have them. You know, I was at the game uh, last uh, last week, Monday night, when they couldn't hold a lead against the Arizona Coyotes. Now, granted, the Coyotes hadn't won. They had not won a road game since November, uh, 18 straight games, and they snapped that against the national team that could not protect the lead going into the third period. Uh, it's tough to see the Predators as anything but sellers. And the challenge is with all these long-term contracts, there's not a lot for David Poyle to sell. And, you know, and if you don't make the playoffs this year, they need – they hopefully the, the, the ownership group, David Poyle, they're all having conversations on what to do because the NHL draft is here with the awards in June, 
And, you know, it just feels like the, the clock is ticking on the tenure for the man who has been, I mean, he's built every piece of this franchise, uh, winning his GM and franchise or NHL history. But David Poyle, it, it just feels like there's it, it's time for this franchise to turn a page. You know, we did this entire segment without a single Titans uh, comment, and we're going to leave it that way, okay? Uh, <laughs> Combine starts a week from tomorrow. We'll talk about that on uh, Monday. Thank you, Teresa. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. All right, Teresa Walker of Associated Press. Really, 